Hello and welcome to the Dramatized Podcast. I'm Lisa Ellis. I'm Kelsey Maple. And today we're talking about episodes one and two of Cheese in the Trap, new drama. Boop, boop. And we are full on quarantine edition today, recording mm. in separate homes Ooh. over Google Hangout. So hopefully this works out. <laughs> we're a little bit nervous. I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll see. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah. Why right, are we ready? We're ready. We're, we're starting ready for with you. cheese in the trap. Here we go. Episode one. Soul is drunk and her friend. Oh, I always write it as untak and it also autocorrects to that in my notes. What is his name again? Untek. Untek. Untek and Bora are trying to wake her up. They try to get her to drink water and stop drinking alcohol. They're not very successful. Sol says she's going to take time off of, from school, and they don't believe her. She shoots up and asks where Jung is, and he's playing cool. Oh, he's not playing cool. He's playing pool. Yes. <laughs> he is pretty cool. You're he not wrong. Cool. Uh, she points at him until she falls over and falls over her chair onto the floor. Everyone rushes over to her. Jung stands over her and she says, it's all because of you. Her inner monologue says, I'll disappear from your life. Will that make you happy? Flashback to a year ago at the beginning of the semester party. People are excited to see her. Sol asks about Untek and Bora says to not worry about him because he's just her servant and he'll be Sol's servant too. Very interesting <laughs> relationship there. Right? <laughs> just, ah, yes, don't worry about him. He's just my servant. And it's like, that was, okay. yeah, that was not my college experience. I did not have a servant, but <laughs> I guess I'm not Bora. <laughs> yeah. If only we, I mean, it'd probably be nice to have a servant. Let's be real. It probably would. But another one of those things where it's like, that would be really weird if the genders were flipped. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> uh, Chol is making a wrap of sorts and pours oh, soju into it. It's so gross. And dares Jeyu to eat it. And, uh, ugh. They start fighting loudly because Jeyu understandably doesn't want to eat it. Chol calls out to Seoul and tries to get her to eat it. She eats it and it goes everywhere because she spits it out or oh, something it's so gross. I don't know. it's so gross but this happens and it goes all over the floor right as jung walks in <laughs> what a first impression yeah yeah she sits and bora starts talking about jung and how she's not attracted to men who are too perfect untek immediately says i'm not so perfect <laughs> shoot your shot boy yeah a few girls try to get on Jung's good side by feeding him and getting close to him. One girl tries to order more food for him, though he says he's already eaten. Then she tries to pour him a drink. Jung tries to take the jug from her, saying he'll pour it. They fight over it, and it dumps all over her. It looks like to Seoul that he let go of the jug on purpose because she can see the smile on his face. This is probably like one of my favorite opening scenes. I think it's such a good 
characterization and it's such a good initial conflict in that it's like all it is is this this little smile and she's she just catches it on his face and she's like okay that's the kind of person you are I, I don't something about it is just so good to me it's so subtle but it's so good it is so good it is so good she smirks and he sees it so they have kind of this moment of like them both slightly smirking looking at each other and then just being like oh look away mm-hmm Later, Sol leaves the bathroom to find Sang Chol, supposedly counting the membership fees they collected that day in the stairwell. Someone comes and asks to go for another round of drinks because they have enough money, right? Sang Chol says no, they used it all up. Everyone has to put in another 2,000 won. He tells the dude not to worry about the money because John is there and his family is rich and he's generous. This just starts my dislike of Sangcho. Like, uh, oh, yeah, no, he's, he's kind of the worst. He, I mean, not really. Honestly, there's a lot of the worsts in this show, but <laughs> he's one of them. Yeah. But again, uh, I think he's a very good character. Like, he is a believable character. Like, we all know that frat guy. Yeah. And, like, that guy who's, like, just thinks he's so cool, even though he's not, and is like, ah, don't worry about it. I'm just skating through life. But even then, he's he becomes more complicated. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I just <laughs> the thing that makes the show for me is the characters. I think they're just very good. Yeah, they're so good. They're so good. Sol runs into Jung, who has heard everything in the occurring conversation where Sang Chol says that Jung will pay for everything. The next day, Sang Chol accuses Sol of posting on the message board that he stole money from the membership fee. She says she didn't do it. Sang Chol says she's the only one who saw him counting the money in the stairwell. She comes back with, someone else was there too. Jung is standing on the other side of the room watching all this go down with a smirk on his face. Mm-mm-mm. Ugh. I, mm, I have such mixed feelings about him, but I just love this show so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we're definitely going to get into that, but. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I just got I have a feeling I know where you land on him, but <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We haven't really talked about it. <laughs> but we will. We'll get there. Oh, we will. <laughs> Jung then jumps in and says it's not the person's fault that wrote the post, and they'll talk about it later, and Sang Chol finally walks away with a huff. Jung then tells Sol that he thinks she did the right thing. Sol asks him if he really thinks she did it, she reminds him he was under the staircase, too. She didn't do it, so who else could have? The girl he has with him jumps to his defense because Jung actually met with each executive board member who was threatening to sue and paid them back. Does Seoul think Jung stabbed Sang Chol in the back to then pretend to help him? Yes. Sold it. <laughs> in a word, yes. You know what's very funny to me? What? That I, not to interrupt. This is not anything that we're talking about. But we had Jojo from Jeju. And now we have Seoul from Seoul. <laughs> it's so <laughs> <That's> confusing. <funny>. <laughs> I did think it was interesting when she's like, yeah, my name is Seoul. And it's like, aren't you in Seoul? Like, I'm what? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's spelled slightly differently. But it yeah, is. it is very funny. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm like, Jojo Jeju, Soul Soul. Nice. Hey Rung from Chosan. 
Uh, she but has to break the mold. She, she has is to. such a, a rule breaker. Rebel. Anyway, Sol then regrets asking him that question because behind the smirk or the smile, he hides his scary side and two-facedness, which she didn't really know back then. Later, Sol passes Jung in a coffee shop outside. The girl who's with him asks if Sol has apologized to him yet because if it were her, she would have taught Sol a lesson. Sol meets up with them and he says that he thinks Sol drinks too much coffee and she should drink something healthier and hands her a smoothie, which is that healthier? Not sure. <laughs> well, at least it has some nutrients. It's not just wiring you up. I guess. What? That's such a weird thing to go after. Like, him, <laughs> like not him just like presuming to get her something, but you're like specifically that he got her a smoothie. <laughs> well, I also that he's just like he wanted her to like, get her green juice or what? I don't know. But all, <laughs> yes, also him presuming just being like, you drink too much coffee. And it's like, bish, you don't know me. You don't know how much coffee right. I consume. It's almost like he's a really socially awkward person who only knows how to act how you'd expect someone to act, but not how to actually act. <laughs> Like a psychopath. <laughs> um, Like a sociopath. I don't know. Well, I think just like very, I mean, I think this is the show, but someone who just, yeah, is, is pretending to act like a human. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But he's not, he's full. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> the girl tells her, it looks like you're dying to make him notice you. Are you happy now? And storms off. It's so annoying soul is just confused and i learned the girl's name is julian yeah i was gonna like <laughs> jump yes. in because she plays a big part later but yes you got she it. does but they don't say her name in the show oh, until, they don't yeah until okay around this time and i was like who is this girl and i felt that's how bad. it is because they don't say a lot of people's names so i just I had know. to like look them up and be like that's who that is because you're not gonna know by just the name yeah so. Oh, wait, isn't she Ju Young? Ju Young? Oh, no, you're right. She's Ju Yan. Yeah. Oh, that's confusing. Did you say Yu Chen? Never mind. <laughs> it's because the actress's name is Ju Young and the character is Ju Yan. So it Ooh. confused me for a second because I was looking at them side by side. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, that's but. definitely confusing. The next morning? Question mark? I'm assuming this is the next morning. Sol gets a call while she's still in bed, or one morning, I guess. And Bora tells her she's going to be late for class. Juyan had told Sol that the class had been rescheduled to 1 p.m. Bora tells Juyan about it, and Bora is ready to fight. Oh, I love her. I love how she's always ready to fight people. I'm I really, I love Bora and Untek. I just think they're both the cutest. They really are. Untek holds her back. She tries to come up with a plan to stall the professor, and Untek brushes her off until Bora says she'll kiss him on the cheek. He starts shaking and asks what he should do. Which, that was, um, his actor? This was, like, I feel like his role before he really blew up. What else is he in? He's like, he was really famous for being in the weightlifting fairy show because um, he was that swimmer guy. And then he was in another water related show, uh, something, The Water God. 
but it's basically like well this is gonna be controversial it's basically like goblin but with a water god <laughs> <laughs> oh and also it has um it has Heirang is the main girl <gasps> in that show which is so funny <gasps> um and I, I started watching it but there's like this he has like this sidekick character who just like annoyed the shit out of me so i could not mm. continue watching <laughs> but anyway he's beautiful oh. <laughs> so bora what are you holding out for girl exactly <laughs> like Ugh. i respect it but i'll take him <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile soul is sprinting to class which i usually have this problem with like actors and stuff like that because some people just run funny they just it's like are you gonna critique her running no her running was very good oh okay just in that one why can i never remember that spanish drama i was obsessed with oh knights in alhambra yes i didn't realize you're obsessed with it also i like how you describe it as a spanish drama (laughs) i know it's set in spain it's set in spain that's why i call it the spanish drama and but yeah like one of the characters i can't remember if it was the girl or if it was the dude they just have a really weird run. And I don't know always... who, but someone's runs weird. Because <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's just sometimes when actors run, you're just like, that's not how a person runs. I don't know. Just Yes. Uh, but yes. Her the run is very good. Boys over flowers. Yes. <laughs> also, so that, I don't know. I, I just so desperately want to show you boys over flowers and the main girl swimming because it was like this whole thing where she was supposed to be an olympic level swimmer and she's the worst swimmer and i feel like i've seen that episode I like reaction. i watched it back in college well, she swims always and... yeah she yeah she swam so i think i saw her swim and she was like oh the swimmer and i like watched her and i was like it's so funny that's that's really it's bad like, she's going like half a mile an hour it's so great oh my just another reason why bows over the flowers is just Boverflow is the best. (laughs) (laughs) Boverflow. Boverflow. That's amazing. Anyway, I think about that show way too often. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, We just need to do like a drunk bonus episode of Boverflow. Anyway. Let's do it. Let's do it. Except we can't. I guess we can just drink by ourselves. (laughs) That would be sad. It would be so sad. Uh, But... One day, we'll, we'll do it. One day. It'll all be over. It'll be our, yeah, the post-quarantine happiness will be. No, oh my gosh. Last night, Shelby and I were FaceTiming, and we started singing um, Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid, and it was a little too accurate. Oh. <laughs> so I want to be where the people are. I want to see want to see you dancing so like we just i don't know we randomly just started singing it to each other and then we both randomly got slightly choked up because we were like these are <laughs> oh my god these are slightly too accurate <laughs> it's so weird because that still has not hit me yet i don't know like i am empathetic but <laughs> i'm like doing fine <laughs> uh but yeah, it's just like I don't miss like people. People, it's I miss my people. No, that is that is true. Anyway, okay. So with the sprinting, that's just one of the things I notice in shows when somebody's running. All right. So grade soul on her sprinting or grade um. Oh, what's her name? Kim. Kim Goon. It was good. <laughs> All right. Good job. Good sprint. It was good. Yeah. It, it looked very realistic, and I was like, that's how a person 
runs. Uh, I don't know. It's just <laughs> she's a good actress. We love her. <laughs> <laughs> just sometimes when people run, it just looks really goofy, and you're just, it, it, and it's like goofy. Oh, I I remember what run I'm thinking of. Jesus it's Don Wook. It's Don Wook in um um oh that, that drama. Yes, he's running, and he looks so goofy. It took me out of the moment because I had to laugh. Aww. I know. Because, like, he was running frantically, you know, to go save. Maybe he's just an awkward fella. He he would be. Yeah. Get away with but, it with a face like that. Anyway, we've talked about running for too long. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Next. The professor doesn't enter the class, but a man named Mr. Ho... Mr. Ho. So now we got a ho in this show, too. We got a ho. <laughs> <laughs> because the professor had an emergency. He'll take attendance and give a quiz. Bora tells him that class should be canceled since the professor isn't there. Mr. Ho asks who she's or- who she is to be ordering him around. <laughs> but Mr. Like, ho does hey, not she- take shit from nobody. She He does not. But also, like, I admire her for shooting her shot. Yeah. Untek has a plan, goes out of the back of the classroom to come back in like he's late, shouts, I love you, Mr. Ho, steals the attendance sheet, and then just runs. I can't believe this works. I know. It's it's an insane plan. You madman, Untek. (laughs) You mad lad. He runs into Sol outside and waves for her to go a different way, and he runs off again inside of another building he, like, throws the attendance sheet, gives up, and he gets on his knees and gives Mr. Ho a heart and says, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ho gets the papers in his hands and starts, just starts hitting <laughs> Untek, um, like, over the head. And she's just like, who do you think you are saying I love you to me? You crazy. It's an amazing scene. Sol makes it into the classroom. Untek gets dragged in by the ear and is told to sit down. Untek then leans in for his kiss, but Bora shoves his face away, and it's cute. <laughs> but also, Bora, just kiss the boy. He's... Yeah, he earned it. Yeah. It's another <laughs> mermaid reference there. What is? Kiss oh. the boy. <laughs> ah. la 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 Wait, the girl's too shy. It's too shy, she ain't gonna kiss, kiss the boy. <laughs> just be making Disney songs out of K dramas. Do it. I will not. Now, <laughs> that pause got me. <laughs> Comedic timing. Yeah. So, in the present day, so that was a year ago, so this is now in the present day. The timeline's surprisingly confusing. Sorry, but... Uh. No, I agree. <laughs> but I wasn't mad about it. Like, I was no, it is cool. love alarm. Because, <laughs> like, it made sense while you were you watching to- it, but, like, trying to make notes about it and reiterate them was so Yeah, for hard. sure. For sure. Yeah, it, it was also... It just kind of seemed unnecessary. Whereas this... I agree. Works. Yeah. You have to tell Shelby to listen to this is off the record. 
to our podcast because I want to know more of her thoughts. Ah, <laughs> oh, me too. Oh. I'm like, girl. Oh, so we have an Ireland listener now. Shout out to Ireland. Hey, that's so exciting. I know. <laughs> okay. Now, in the present day, Bora confronts Sol at work about taking time off from school. Bora hands money to her that she was saving to go backpacking with and tells her to use it for her tuition fees. Sol gives the money back because it's not about the money. Untek calls Bora to tell her that Sol got a full scholarship, which I like that he called Bora to tell Sol instead of just right? calling Sol directly. It is an interesting friendship. I think he just does it just for any excuse to talk to Bora. Oh, for sure. Sol decides to go back to school and they go to sign up for classes and they sprint to the computer lab and everyone starts running <laughs> for them, which this is so accurate. Right? I was stressed just watching it. The PTSD. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Because it's, well, it's I love like how that's... it's just like everybody's walking and then they start running and then it's just like mad dash. Yes. <laughs> Because so that's exactly, like, at least at ACU, what you didn't, like, sprint, but, like, everybody was, like, on their computers and, like, right. making sure their right. Wi-Fi, like, had connection and, like, how fast your speed was. And it's, like, you had everything. It. I feel like anybody who's been to college, like, understands this mood. Right. Particularly in those early years. Yes. Gosh. They are all trying to sign up for Mr. Han's class, and they're registered. Yay! Bora complains about having 9 a.m. classes, and that's such a mood. Real big mood. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, sometimes, oh, sometimes I would, like, could not get around having an 8 a.m. class, and that really made me mad. Ugh. But 9 a.m. is basically just as bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they run into John, and Song Joel walks up too. And he comments on how Sol got a full scholarship and tells her she should take them out to dinner. Julian agrees and says Sol wouldn't have gotten it if it weren't for John because Mr. Ho lost his paper. John steps forward and says he'll treat Sancho, but Sancho wants Sol to treat him. But John gets them to leave anyway. Sol goes to the library and logs onto a computer. John appears behind her and asks her what she's doing. It sounds like you're saying John. <laughs> John. 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 John Snow. Because the way they like wrote his name in the subtitles is like J E O N G, and so I'm trying to say it Jung instead of just Jung. I don't know. Ah, I don't know. I mean, it is. It's it's basically it is just like John with a g at the end. So you're yeah. not wrong. It's just it's like I don't know. I just sometimes can't hear the g. So it's just John. <laughs> just John. That'll be his name from now on. John, his just white boy name. John. Yeah. John. He does not seem like a John. He does not. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He asks her what she's doing. She's reading the course syllabus, but she's done. Jong. <laughs> I think that sounded good. Jong. <laughs> Jong. Tells her it was good to see her again and if she wants to have lunch. Sol is very confused. Then she panics and <laughs> says she normally doesn't have lunch and runs away without logging off her computer. Oh, Sol. Yeah. Jung steps forward to see her timetable and then cut to 
Sol running into Bora and Untek, she finds out Bora sent Jung because he had asked for her. They tease Sol for not liking Jung and jumping to conclusions. And this whole time, Jung is watching them from the window of the library. Like, that isn't weird. Yeah, you know, he's a, a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> a little socially awkward. I can't say that enough. Yeah. Like a robot. Pretending to be a human. Or an alien. Yeah, but he's so robotic that it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. No, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think robot like is the best. Like a cyborg. Yeah. Like a Terminator. Is he C-3PO? No, C-3PO is nicer. <laughs> oh, he's Terminator. <laughs> <That's> the closest. <laughs> I was trying to think of that droid in The Mandalorian, the one that has to... Have you watched that? Mm Mm-mm. Ah, never mind. Then that's not going to make any sense. Anyway. (laughs) Next, in Mr. Han's class, he gets through roll call and Sol isn't on his list. Mr. Ho shows her on his computer that she canceled her registration. At Sol's locker, which is actually kind of nice that they have lockers in college. I know. I thought about this a lot. <laughs> That's super I, nice. Yeah. I would have loved to have a locker in college. Like, I didn't care about having a locker in high school. Never used it. But it would have been so nice in college. You're right. Yeah, no, it would have. Because, yeah, those days when you're just camping out on campus. Yeah. Super nice. Sol tells Bora and Untek what happened, and Bora tells Sol to do something about it because this person needs to pay for what they've done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right? Young walks up and tells Sol to sign up for a different class. It's not that big of a deal. And for her not to be suspicious of people when she has no evidence. Sol realizes the cancellation happened around 12 p.m., right when she was in the library when Jung spoke with her at 11.41 a.m. Dun, 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 dun. dun. Oh. <laughs> Are we going to be synced up on that? That's not so weird. Even whenever we're not in the same place, we still yeah. somehow Have sync the same up. thoughts. Yes. That's why I don't miss you, because I am <laughs> you. <laughs> Just kidding, I do miss you. <laughs> It's like, okay, then, well, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so scared for this show because I feel, I don't know, I'm just, I feel like it's, it's before the pin has dropped. Like, we're going to end up coming to blows over this opinion. <laughs> we're still, we still haven't broached it yet, so we're okay. I'm just so nervous. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to, you're going to tear me down. <laughs> no. I respect your opinion. Just for me, it's wrong. And that's okay, because that's my opinion. <laughs> We're allowed to have opinions here. Mm-mm. You can have the psychopath. I'll no, no, have... Okay, see, well, no, because there's so many things where John does it, and I'm like, oh, that's relatable. <laughs> so like, everything you say, it's just going to be a personal attack. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Well, maybe you can shed some new light onto his perspective that I'm just not seeing. And then maybe I'll understand. So there you go. Yeah, I think there's many interpretations. And I think it's... It's also hard because part of the show is figuring out why people are the way they are as they go along. So it's like you can't really discuss it right out the gate. And honestly, I don't remember because like... I watched the show 
years ago. So I have a, a like vague memory of what happened, but I don't remember the specifics. So it's a little bit of a a learning process for me too. Mm. After class, Jong asks if Seoul wants to go for dinner. She says no, and he asks if he makes her uncomfortable. She says no. <laughs> it's because she's going to speak with Mr. Han because she thinks someone canceled her registration. He asks if someone comes to her mind. Talk about a pregnant pause. <laughs> she says she's not sure, but she'll find out. <laughs> Catch you, bitch. <laughs> John goes to investigate with Mr. Ho's help and asks him for a favor, which we don't find out about. In Mr. Han's office, he tells Seoul there's nothing he can do. Professor Kang comes into his office. Is that how you say her name? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. She comes into his office and tells Seoul to join her class instead. Seoul doesn't really say anything, and Professor Kang asks her why she doesn't want to be in her class. Is it because she's scared because everyone calls Kong a witch? Mr. Han tells Seoul to watch Professor Khan's class as well. Did I say watch? Mm-hmm. Shit. Mr. Han tells Seoul to join Professor Khan's class as well. I don't know where watch came from. <laughs> Jong runs into Seoul at her job at a coffee shop. He orders an Americano, which in all these dramas, an Americano is so popular. Have you noticed That's that? It's, well, no, it's in Korea. Americano is like the go-to drink. It's like the most ordered thing. That's so interesting they to me. love Americanos. Yeah, I know. It's so random because it's not a super popular drink here by any no, means. No. Because it's just watered down coffee. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Korea loves Americano. Ice Americano, just <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think of like what's the most ordered thing here. I don't want to say it's like a latte of some sort. Probably. I think it's kind of progress. Like I feel like people have gone away from the latte because they don't want to be a basic bitch. But yeah, I think like latte is. But also I feel like just like coffee. Yeah, just co- cappuccinos, just like pretty cappuccino. And then like I feel like there's also like the because like flat whites were the thing for a while, and now it's like some cold brew, you know. Cold brew is really popular right now. Yeah. Cold coffee. Back when we could go to coffee shops. I'm not sad about not being able to get cold coffee. I really don't like cold coffee. (laughs) I remember one time when we were getting coffee and I was like trying to order the cold brew and I (laughs) turned to you and I said, but is it cold? (laughs) You (laughs) thought it was the funniest thing. (laughs) And I was genuinely, I didn't know. I didn't know if they like brewed it cold and then they heated it up. It seemed like a legit question to me. <laughs> but just the way you asked it was so funny. Just, uh, cold brew. Is it cold? And it's like. Uh, I just remember being really. Because t- we were like looking down at the menu and I was just like, is it cold? <laughs> yes. Wasn't that. That was after. Um, that was after Super M. I don't know why I remember that. Wasn't it? Was that after so. Super M or was that the one before Super M? I don't know. We were in Dallas, though. Oh, okay, okay. Right? Because I couldn't I remember if it was that one time we went to Starbucks and we <gasps> oh, found right, out that Super M had a free concert in California. And we were like, why didn't oh. we know about this earlier? We should have gotten plane tickets and gone to Cali <laughs> to go see Super I M. I could have had the tickets, but then I, oh, I, I chickened out. 
It was probably for the best, but whatever. Anyway. No, I think it might have been that time. You're right. Mm. Good times. Yeah, because I got that. Oh, I don't even remember what drink I got. You but it was so good. It was so good. And it had the funniest name. It did. And I don't even remember what it was. It was something like vanilla, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like... Wasn't it like was a skinny a, vanilla or something? Well, it was like a blonde... Oh, yeah, it was blonde. And usually I don't like blonde coffee, but that this was good. It was a blonde vanilla latte or something like that. Like Starbucks latte or something. It was good. Usually I go, don't latte. like Starbucks coffee, but that was good. And that was my first experience getting attacked by the the foam cap shocked the shit out of me (laughs) it did that was so funny i'd heard about it but it was terrifying i hadn't heard about it so when it happened to you it was just hilarious to me it was bizarre yeah like it's so weird having a static electricity on your lips that's what it's like (laughs) to be in a k-drama i guess (laughs) (laughs) anyway okay so he orders an Americano in a strawberry milkshake and tells her to keep the strawberry milkshake. And how does he know she likes strawberry milkshakes? <laughs> He's like how really he stuck know? on her liking fruiting things. <laughs> yes. So how does he know she likes strawberry milkshakes? Maybe she doesn't like them or maybe she's I know, allergic yeah. to strawberries. You don't know. Yeah, the first, like the, the best thing would have you been like, what do you recommend? And order that and then give it to her. Yeah, see? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, he's like, this is the, he doesn't know how to be smooth. He's just, he, he's a Mr. Darcy. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> I forget you can Strong see me. Strong <laughs> disagree. Because <laughs> uh, I was thinking about it and I was like, mm, I don't want to compare him to Mr. Darcy because I actually really like Mr. Darcy. <laughs> Do you actually genuinely don't like Jong at all? I mean, because I feel like you can say, like, you like Inho more, obviously. But I feel like saying you don't like Jong at all is such a, a strong opinion. Well, it's my opinion. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I do, in some respects, I do like him. But because some of the things he does, I'm like, oh, that's sweet or, like, whatever. But I'm so suspicious of his... Oh, no 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 for sure and i guess i'm I, no i think so like that, I think it makes right it to be suspicious. hard what well, makes that makes it hard for me to like him because i always think he has an ulterior motive and that i don't know that makes it hard for me to like well people. and i kind of think he does but well and this is going to be a bigger discussion but don't we all in some sense have an ulterior motive but also i guess i'm also asking in like the I think he's just such an interesting character. And this is always the thing that I always, I have trouble separating. Because when I say I like characters, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm, like, uh, I support, you know? Like, yeah, it doesn't mean, yeah. like, I like them as a person. But I, I just find him such an interesting character. Okay, okay, yes. Okay, fine. Yes, I do. <laughs> I have to talk you into saying yes. In that, <laughs> just in that respect. Goal. In that respect, I do I do like Jong's character. Like I like he makes the story interesting. Like I like that dynamic a lot. I I like what he brings to the show, definitely. Yeah, and when I think and depending on how the without giving anything away, I think depending on how the show treats him, and I think they treat him well, or in they portray him well and kind of I don't want to say, but I think 
because of his betrayal, I think it works in that it's not, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going anyway. Because this is definitely like an end game discussion. So probably this is all going to have to be cut out. Here, here we go. I don't think we've spoiled anything. No, we um, haven't. But I'm saying like, but we're using information. Because right now all we know is this is just a guy who smiled one time and she doesn't trust him and he's just buying her coffee. That's all we know at this point. <laughs> true. But I think Jong's character is what they tried to pull off in Love Alarm with Suhan. And it just, Suho? What was his name? Um, Hye Sano. Sano. There you go. And it just didn't work because exactly. I feel like no. you ha- you have to, there's a very specific way I feel like you have to deal with the kind of character that Jong is. Yeah. that's And that's the thing. I think they, yes. I think they portray him well as being a very believable character who has serious flaws, but you get where they're coming from. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah I think, I, yeah, 100%. So... You can, and I also, I like that it slowly, you slowly find it out over time. I think that's the that's the key part. I think that's the most interesting part of this drama, is like you slowly kind of peel back the pages on why everyone is the way they are. Yeah. Yeah. Sol had to stay late at work, so she ends up being late to Professor Kong's class. Later in the library, a girl walks up to Sol, and her name is Min Su. And she saw who changed Sol's schedule, and she says it was Jung. Sol tells her friends, and Bora asks if they can trust Min Su. Bora tells Sol to be careful because the last time Sol accused Jung of something, she got into trouble for it. Jong joins them and asks Sol if she really thinks he did it. Since she doesn't answer, he takes that as a yes. He tells her to meet him in front of the library at 6 p.m. They'll check the CCTV footage together. Then he gives her a drink and leaves. Which she doesn't drink. She just gives it over to Untek. I don't know why I felt that was important to add. Jong, <laughs> Jong watches... Ju Young and a few others through the glass doors and he calls her to tell her he can't go to the lecture because he has to meet Seoul to watch the CCTV footage because he can help her find out who canceled her course registration. Jong then goes to the security room and gives a gift to the guard so that he can look over the footage. However, he never shows up to meet Seoul, so her and the gang go in without him. Bora comes up with a sob story about her father burning everything and she needs to find this picture of her dead mother because that's all she has left. <laughs> Sol and Untek pretend to cry in the background and it's such a wonderful scene. <laughs> the security guard lets them and they find out that she is in one of the CCTV blind spots. They see Sol didn't log off after she ran away from Jung. But he left the spot at 11.45, so he wasn't the one who changed her registration because the registration was changed at 11.53. But they don't get to see who did it because the security guard kicks them out. On a roof somewhere, Jong confronts Song Chol about changing Seoul's schedule because Song Chol showed up at 5 p.m. right after Jong called to say he was meeting up with Seoul at 6 to look at the CCTV tapes. And Jong caught him. Sang Chol starts to apologize and beg him not to tell. He took 
soul out of the class so he could get into it because he didn't want to take Professor Kong's class again because he didn't want to fail it again. Zhang confesses to Sang Chol that he couldn't actually see what he was doing on the computer because it was in a blind spot. So Sang Chol was tricked into confessing. Zhang says he didn't know Sang Chol would tell him everything, but based on the look on his face, yes, he did. Oh, I love this scene. It's, again, such a good introduction to his character. It is. I th- I definitely liked watching this scene more the second time I now that I've watched it because he's he's so cunning and mm-hmm. he's always just like five steps in front of everybody else. It's so cool. That's my favorite yeah. type of character. So yeah. of course I'm gonna like him. But I do think it's like it also shows it's a good like oh okay like no there is malice to him. Like soul is soul is right and mm-hmm. like all he and I think we see this as time goes by. That's all he knows how to do is manipulate. And I think that's where it comes into what you're saying of just questioning everything. Because everything he does, you're like, well, is he doing this because he expects to get a certain type of reaction? Which yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And I think, I also think part of all of this, I think he thinks it's fun to do. That's interesting. Because I don't get that impression as much. I think it's more of like a... I think he has his own moral code. I think he's like a lawful neutral or something, or maybe a lawful Mm. evil. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I mean, maybe, I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say he gets some enjoyment. Yeah. I I wouldn't say, like, that's his primary motivation or anything. No, no, but there's there's some part of him that also enjoys it because I don't think he would do it as much if he didn't get some joy out of people getting their just desserts you know i mean okay I, yeah I, yeah I, guess, I think i think we're saying the same thing kind of yeah and i think yeah, i think he hands. likes being the person who delivers it more than most people do because i mean everybody likes seeing people get like they like seeing justice being served but not everybody goes out of their way like he does to make sure it does get served it gets served. No, I agree. Well, I think yeah. I think it also there's a big sense with him is he thinks he is the smartest person in the world. Yeah. And so he thinks he's smarter than everyone, kind of. You get that sense. And so it's like I think he kind of he enjoys watching this come to fruition and like proving to himself, like, see, I yeah. was right. Yeah. I am smart. Yep. I think there's definitely that sense. Mm-hmm. Which is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's just such a character trope that I love. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a good one, you know. I agree. It's like every anime character I know. <laughs> I mean, it makes for really good. Uh, the first person I thought of was We're Light. Gonna, yes. Yeah. Well, yep. 100%. He reminds me a lot of Light. Like, yeah. Luckily, not <laughs> in yeah. a lot of ways. <laughs> Yeah, light from Death Note. Yeah, I also yeah. He reminds me of um, Lelouch from Code Geass, another favorite anime of mine. So yeah, so it's definitely it's yeah. It makes makes for good TV. Oh ye! All right. Sol heads home and runs into Jung, and he asks her if she found out who did it, and she asks why he didn't come. But he asks <laughs> no! if stop. <laughs> You, I saw it on your face. 
No, I was like piecing out my next sentence. Okay. I wasn't thinking about that at all. (laughs) Sorry, say it again. I won't do it this time. He asks her if she found out who did it. And she asks why he didn't come to the security office. He asks if she still thinks he did it. She asks him why he didn't just tell her he didn't do it. He asked if he had told her, would she have believed him? Yeah. So basically, nobody's answering anybody. They're just like, I know. Question. I feel like my dad. Don't answer a question with a question. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I also like that dynamic of the two of them of like, I'm not going to give you any answers. I'm going to ask you questions until you give me an answer. And this is something that I've, as I'm watching again with more, as I'm watching more closely, I think Soul and Jong are more alike than you'd think. Yes. Oh, yeah. I got that from the first scene when we first saw them together. Like, not, well, not okay, the first scene, I didn't. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, from that, when they both smirked at each other, when he, she thought that he yeah. Oh, yeah. poured that drink on that girl on purpose, I was like, oh, they're more alike than... Like that first meets the eye, and I no, think you that's, make a good point. Yeah, and that's what yeah. draws that's what kind of a, yeah, to her exactly them to each other. I think yeah, it's like Jong just goes bad in a much less healthy way, but yeah, because I think like... Jong is drawn to her, and so wants to. He's like, oh, you're like me, so like I want to oh, get yeah. to know you, and blah blah blah. Whereas Soul is like, you're like me in ways I don't like, and so I don't want to get to know you. Right. Well, I think she doesn't realize it either. That's another, like, yeah. it goes back to, like, I think the the characterization is so subtle because it's, like, as time goes by, we see these parallels. And, like, people will make comments on it and you kind of don't really think anything of it. Like, and that's why I didn't really think of it until I started taking notes and, like, watching for the podcast because then, like, I'd pause and be like, oh, wait, that's a really interesting thing that that person just said. Yeah. <laughs> about her. Yeah. So it's, this is going to be fun to talk about. I know we're already like <laughs> I cannot stay on topic for the life of me I'm so sorry I mean same I'm the one who brought it up <laughs> I... alright she apologizes saying she was incorrect this time he asks her if she wants to have dinner with him she says no because she doesn't eat dinner and runs off oh my gosh poor soul she's so awkward I know she's it's like now you just told him you don't eat dinner so now oh, it's like, like I, I don't need don't lunch. lunch. I don't need to. Now he's gonna like call the like gonna try to check you in somewhere because it sounds like you have a disorder. <laughs> oh, also, he... just like I'm forever gonna have the sign about of him going pop mogule in my head because he just so many times like he's just so desperate like that's like that's where it comes into like I think he's just so socially awkward because at some point you have to stop being like hey you want to eat <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe he's just hoping he'll eventually wear her down and she'll finally say yes. Well, yeah. Well, I guess or it's like maybe he just takes her face value and every time she has an excuse, he's like, oh, okay, next time. And he's just like, I think he's so socially dense. He just doesn't get the hint that like, oh, you're avoiding me. <laughs> See, but with him, it's hard to tell. Oh, it's so hard to tell. Yeah, I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. I think, yeah. well, not, I think that's what's fun with him is like you can, yeah. there's so many different theories about his motivations and i think they're all i mean we don't know which is right so it's, it's fun to think yeah because it's like oh he could be genuine about that or he could not <laughs> you don't know you don't know all right then we meet 
inhale and inhale and you so cutie one cutie one annoying person in has like my least favorite character in the show i'll just come out and say it (laughs) same inna grabs shopping bags from the back of a man's car and the man is angry because he feels like he's been used for his money which he has been (laughs) <laughs> Inno butts in and tells the guy to stop talking and this upbeat piano music starts playing. It was very <laughs> hey, strange. Hey, commentary. <laughs> because like, it's like this really upbeat music, It's a, but you could barely hear what they're saying. Some of the audio, like there are sometimes where, like they'll be sitting in a coffee shop or whatever and I'm like, if there weren't subtitles, I'd be like, what? <laughs> like, exactly. The audio balancing is very weird in this show. Yeah. Inno runs over to beat the guy up for being rude, but the guy gets in his car and drives off. He asks Inna why she's living in an apartment and if she got kicked out. No, the president got her the apartment so she could live independently. Inno points out that she's obviously still financially dependent. And he (laughs) got her address by going to her school and saying he was her brother. But she dropped out of school because it's a waste of time and she's not going to get a job anyway. She asks. What? Oh, just. Big oh, sigh. just. Yeah. Big her. Yes. <laughs> she asks him why he cares what she does when he ran away. She knows why he's there because he needs money from the president. He decides he's crazy to check up on her and why did he have to end up with a crazy older sister like her which like i agree (laughs) (laughs) you don't deserve that buddy you really don't i know she asks if he met jong and says he's changed a lot she asks if she should call jong for him and whips out her phone and calls john sees (laughs) that did sound like john (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't gonna comment but it did jong sees who it is and declines inna pretends to have him on the phone anyway and holds a one-sided conversation <laughs> with him about inno being back and how jong is busy with exams she tells inno that it sounded like jong missed him a lot inno tells her she loves to talk nonsense and she tells him where jong goes to school before he storms out of her apartment without telling her where he's going Inna texts Jong instead to tell him Inno is back. The three of them should get together like the old days. And Jong deletes the messages. Woof. What's going on there? The next day, Jong joins Professor Khan's class and he sits down next to Seoul. And then <laughs> that's episode one. Yeah, she's not happy about that. (laughs) No, she is not. Episode two starts off where episode one ended. (laughs) Can you always do that? Like, like sometimes it's just going to start off. Like, I know I do know what you mean, like picking up right away. Yeah. (laughs) But like, it's just like we're going to play the next episode. It's just going to be a completely different show. It's going to be like 2000 years in the future. Humanity has been wiped out. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. Yeah, you never know. Soul starts to pack up early so she can book it as soon as class ends because Jong tries to ask her to lunch again. And he keeps asking her to lunch. And she keeps coming up with excuses not to eat with him and sprinting away. 
It's so funny. And because it reminds me of like a girl consistently getting hit on. Yeah. You know, and like wanting it to stop. But I don't think either, like, I don't think she's thinking of it that way. And I don't think he means it that way. So it's just funny that she like won't even have dinner with him. I know. <laughs> it's like a mood, but also funny. Yeah. Finally, after a run in with students holding the torso of a mannequin, or was it a whole mannequin? I can't um, remember. I don't know. It was a mannequin. It's very psychopath of you. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> they were coming down the stairs with a mannequin, and whenever Soul tried to run back up they the were. stairs, she ran into them and then fell. It was like a mess. Soul pulls Jung aside. And sincerely apologized to him about accusing him of changing her course schedule. He doesn't accept because apologies should satisfy the wronged party. She agrees and asks how she can satisfy him. <laughs> you laughed first on that one. I did because in my note, if, even in my notes, it says "lol." <laughs> Giggity. And he immediately says, "Let's go and eat." Soul's inner monologue is, why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so she agrees to get him off her back. Oh, she agrees so that he gets oh, off her back. Okay. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I agree. I will get you off my back. <laughs> she takes him to a convenience store and he doesn't know how to eat the food because he's never bought food there. So she shows him how. He thanks her. He thanks her with a smile, and she has to remind herself that he's sly like a snake. No wonder you like him. I know. I was thinking he's kind of a sahi, isn't he? No. Why? Huh? Because I like sahi. You can't. I. Ugh. If you like sahi, you can like Jong. Come on. And if anything, sahi does worse things. <laughs> Watching your face is amazing. You guys aren't getting the full perspective of her going through it right now. But anyway, an unnecessary parallel. I thought him trying to figure out how to open the triangle kimbap was so cute. It was. But granted, in the end, Sahi like realizes her mistake and then she tries to write it. And you know, like... Well, we don't know yet. As far as Jong, we don't even know that he's done anything wrong so far. In fact, everything he's done so far has been a good thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will die on this hill. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare for a blood fath, everyone. It's only episode two. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I'm going to say, well, well, you'll see it, is it doesn't have to be a this. I like Inho as well. He's so cute. I love Inho. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be one or the other, you know? No, it doesn't. I, I agree. <laughs> it doesn't. But I just think, I, I, what I think is funny is we don't like Jong for the same reasons. You and I? Yeah. Well, I guess I like Jong, though. <laughs> I think what I don't like about Jong is what makes him interesting. Because if he were not those things, there would not be a show. If you know what I mean? I mean, like. I I, I we'll get we'll get into yeah we'll get into it we'll get into it because I remember when we first started discussing this show just whenever I first started watching it I would like bring up something he would do and you were like yeah I know it was like you you would be like yeah I know and I'd be like no <laughs> 
That's what makes him interesting. <laughs> Flaws make a good character. I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. So why are we fighting? <laughs> because it, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it later. Yeah, we will. We will. There's so much. There's so much to explore. Yeah. But yeah, so far he really hasn't done anything bad. No. Other than kind of like intimidate someone on a rooftop. but And look psychotically at a few people with a smug grin on his face. But just because he has RBF doesn't mean he's a bad boy. He <laughs> wasn't even resting bitch face. He was just, he would like it smirk. It was like resting nothing face. He would like smirk and be like, I didn't know you were going to tell me that. Hmm. And it's like. It's so good. I aspire to have that smirk. <laughs> Can relate when I just put on Aspires my Aspires to be no Jong. <laughs> yes. Same way I aspired to be Sahi, who also would smirk and look coldly at people. <laughs> I have a type. No shaming. Anyway. <laughs> okay, yeah, so Sol has to remind herself that he's sly like a snake, but her thoughts are interrupted when he apologizes because he's been bugging her too much about eating with him. She apologizes again as well um, and says, Maybe? <laughs> And says she should have paid for the food they got. And he's like, it's fine. Just pay for dinner next time. Ooh, he is sly. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, they're back on campus. And Sol runs into her friend, Aeyoung. Aeyoung? Or is it Aeyoung? Aeyoung? I don't remember because I don't remember how she said it. Let's remember. go with Aeyoung. Aeyoung. Okay. <laughs> A young girl. <laughs> a young introduces herself to him and shyly tells him he's handsome. Oh. When Sol catches her flirting, she clutches a young and drags her away from him as she's like, bye, I'll see you later. <laughs> Sol tells her to be careful of men when it comes to dating because they could have a dark agenda. Aeyoung asks, what kind of guy should I go for then? And we jump cut straight to good boy Inho. And I agree. <laughs> I agree. Oh, I had more of a sentence for that. We, ju- we jump straight to good boy Inho walking through campus that night, potentially trying to find Jung. He comes across an older man who who's obviously homeless. And I tried to look up his name, but he's only listed as homeless man. But he can't figure out if he's a student or a professor and asks. I like the derision with which you said obviously homeless. Like, if you're going to be homeless, at least try and look like you're not. I know you'd never think that, but it's just. It was very funny. You know, he was a stereotypical drama homeless man. So it's just, you looked at him. (laughs) You're such a stereotype. (laughs) He really was. Yeah, as we'll find out later on this episode, he's a very stereotypical homeless man. Yeah. Uh, Inho asks where the business building is, and the man tells him to, he's like, follow me. Sol goes to school early to print off an assignment when she runs into the homeless man. The homeless man continues to walk over to where him and Inho slept for the night. Inho, (laughs) my notes keep auto-correcting Inho to into. (laughs) into into Inno wakes up 
and asks Sol to come here. And she pretends not to hear and continues on her way. But Inho runs up to her, telling her she's rude and asks why she's ignoring him. Yeah, I think if we want to talk about things that people do that are creepy in this show, that one's pretty high up there. I mean, I... Like, love you, Inho, but that was so creepy. I agree. I agree. That that would be a time where I would go up to him and go, you just don't go up to a random girl after you've been sleeping on, you know... The street. The yeah. street. And, and her not... yelling at her. Yeah, and her not to suspect that you're a homeless person. Like, you know, like... Yeah, it's like you're a stranger. Yeah. You've, you know, just woken up off the street. And you're no, yelling at her. Like, he's his own breed of socially inept. Yeah. Like the, our two boys, they just are, they're on the struggle train. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In totally opposite ways. Granted, yeah. I didn't like Inho the first couple of episodes. I was like, he's rude. Oh, really? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. He is kind of. But yeah. I don't know. I think that's charm. What? Apparently, I just don't <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to say this because I don't want it to be on my... Okay. <laughs> what? Apparently, I'm like Sano, and I'm like, wreck me. <laughs> Barely. We're just covering a lot in this <laughs> this watch through. <laughs> I'm just like... Because every time you're like, he did that, I didn't like it. I'm like, yeah, he did. Oh, my God. <laughs> he did that. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But see, the first yeah. time I watched this, the only person I liked was Untek. That was it. What? You didn't even like Soul or Bora? Oh, no. I like, no. I mean, out of the boys. Oh, the boys. The boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I do think, I mean, it's a journey. We're all on a journey yes. here. Yes. Yes. They have to have room to grow. Yes, exactly. But yeah, this episode, like, I wasn't about Inho. I was just like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He asks where the business building is. She says she doesn't know, and he tells her not to lie. She tries to slip past him, but he grabs her to stop her and accidentally makes her fall. He goes to help her up, but a security guard runs outside, and the homeless man tells Inho they have to go. They hide from the security guard, and he leaves, and the homeless man asks Inho for a thousand won. Inho pulls out some money and the man tries to reach for the 10,000 won and Inho gives it to him when the man threatens to call the security guard back over. Sol makes it to class, but she didn't get time to print her paper and her computer is broken because of her fall. Jong Literally, like, the worst stuff happens to Sol. I know. Your life is awful. <laughs> I know. Jong lends her his computer so she could type out her paper again, which that is so impressive. Did she type the whole thing out again? Yeah. Yeah. I could never. Professor Kong gets upset when people aren't paying attention and she picks out Seoul. But before she could say anything, Jong raises his hand to ask a question, which impresses her about the five boxer she says it so loud it made me laugh so hard <laughs> she was like professor kong is loud she's just like five boxer and i was like i can't <laughs> <laughs> which that was that when jung did that i was like okay like you get some good boy points i that was a, a nice thing for you to do but again i don't know your motives what are your motives Right. So. 
The paper is due at 5 p.m., and Jong volunteers to bring them to Professor Kong's office by then. He sits and watches Sol type up the rest of her paper. She asks him if he has to stare, and he's like, does this bother you? And she says yes, and he says, that's good, because he's really bothered by her, too. Um, what? What? I'm just <laughs> reacting to what he said. Oh. <laughs> okay, you did not like my commentary. All right, I'll do a different reaction. That's interesting. How was that? No. Did that satisfy you? <laughs> well, because I can't see your face, so like I can't Uh-oh. tell like if you're actually going, what? Or if you're like, oh. No, no, that was like a, a boy, what? What did uh, you say? Mm. Okay. It's very disconcerting not being able to see your face, but you're able to see my face. (laughs) Yeah. So. I like your face. (laughs) I like your taste. (laughs) Oh, good song. (laughs) (laughs) It's what he says. Sure. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Sol then tries to print out her paper, but she doesn't have enough credits, which, again, a mood. Mm-hmm. And Zhang reaches around her and prints it for her. Julian joins them. Sol- okay, but that was so funny, the way he just reaches around, and she, like, tries to duck out of his arms I know. so awkwardly, but she, like, can't figure out. It. I, that was, like, comedy gold to me. It really, it really was. And She's I was like, like oh, oh, oh. it was so <laughs> like, so awkward, but also me. <laughs> Sol thanks him for helping her. He then gives her his notes for the day since she was busy writing her paper and for her to give them back to him when she's done. Juyan accuses Sol of seducing guys while pretending she isn't interested. <gasps> That's the thing is that the the petty fights that happen in this show don't make no, sense it, to me it does have the mean girl trope yeah. of like juyan who's just vicious for no reason yeah and then as we go it's on like, there's it's not high school which is nice yeah and as we go <laughs> on there's some fights that i'm like why is this even happening like no rational person would think this or at least I don't oh know. yeah we'll get into well, right that, i think though. that's yeah it's like there, there are some people who, yeah, are just, like, the antagonist for no reason other than they are. Yeah. <sighs> that would be my one critique of this show. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Julian does serve a bigger purpose. Yes. Ultimately, I think. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's it's a little, a little tropey. Yeah. She tells Sol not to be too excited because Jung is kind t- towards everyone. Then we get Inho, who is still walking around campus when he gets a call from a friend slash old co-worker who says their boss is mad. Inho says he's quitting that job, but the boss is still out to get Inho, and his friend tells him to hide. Inho doesn't know what his boss wants from him, but his friend needs to tell the boss that he went to Busan, or better yet, that he left Korea. But the boss overhears some of the phone call and gets the info from his friend anyway about where Inho is. 
Jung drops off the papers to Mr. Ho, and Mr. Ho asks if Jung is going to apply for early graduation so he can study abroad. But Jung says he's not because he's having the most fun right now. <laughs> you really seem like you're having fun <laughs> with your yeah. lack of expression. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. I feel like also, I, sorry, but I struggled with how to describe Mr. Ho because I don't feel like he has a position we have here in the U.S. He seems like he's kind of like, yeah. their, like their school, like the business school like admin or like office kind of guy but like he yeah. also run like he'll, yeah it's almost like, like he's like a, like so like, yeah it's very because i'm like i don't think that's a position that exists executive as assistant far as I know. type of like that's like the closest yeah that's like the closest i can think of is that he's right like for like all the people he's like sort yeah. of like a secretary but he has more he but he has more yeah 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 like an office yeah, administrator exactly like for like the whole school or something or the whole department i also i do find it interesting like learning about how departments and majors work in college because it's it's so interesting how like they like you know everyone in your major and like you're like like i mean that's how they, like you know souls like hi someday and like they get together for dinners and stuff because that's i feel like at least for my major my school it was like you you knew people from classes, but it wasn't like a you didn't have this team mentality. So that's so interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like where I went to school, but that's because it was a like Christian college, and so professors. It's like they wanted you to like have that. Con- I don't know. That was something that uh-huh. they pushed at at my school, and so like yeah, sometimes we would go over to professors' houses and we would have dinners and stuff like that oh interesting so but it wasn't with the whole department yeah it was ju- it would just well, be with seems... our specific class okay yeah and like that's because like the class within mm-hmm. a class it makes sense but this seems like they are organized like within their major and like it's it almost led it almost seems more like um like a graduate cohort yeah it does so that that's what it reminded me of more but yeah it was interesting yeah i just thought different different experience different insight into that culture yeah i i I like the college setting me too it's a good one (laughs) juyang goes into the office later and takes soul's paper off the stack (sighs) and shoves it into her purse hate her just yeah yeah, unnecessary drama yes he is not worth it. Yes. Like, I will defend Jong to the end, but he's not worth it. He is not <laughs> worth it. He is not it. worth stealing an exam for. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Ho walks in and asks her what she wants. She says she's looking for Jong, but he left a long time ago. Mr. Ho grabs the papers and leaves to take them to Professor Kang. Ju Young leaves and pulls out the paper and wonders why she took it, which that's kind of a mood. Like, sometimes when you do something, you're like, yeah, why did I do that? Why did I do this awful thing? Yeah. Sol runs into her and Juyang hides it behind her back, but Sol already knows it's hers. I love They're that. Still, I, <laughs> she's just like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Just tell her, she's like, why? I mean, <laughs> accurate <over> response. <laughs> yes. Ugh. They're still arguing when Jung. Oh, 
put an accent on it. Zhang. Zhang. They're still arguing when Zhang stumbles upon them and hears Ju Young tell Seoul basically to back off or she'll do worse than steal Seoul's paper. Zhang tells Seoul to go try and submit her paper. Zhang tells Ju Young that he'll forget what he heard but she needs to apologize to Seoul, and he clarifies that he never gave Ju Young special treatment before he leaves. Whoa. Zang. Dang. I just said zang. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it, kinda, it, it just gives out. a little flavor. A zang. <laughs> a zang. Like zaddy, but zang. <laughs> no. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> not intentionally, anyway. Seoul tries to submit her paper because there were special circumstances when Jong enters the office. He takes the blame for Seoul's missing paper, saying he left it out by mistake, and asks Professor Kong to penalize him instead of Seoul. Professor Kong accepts it, but since it was late, he can't give he she can't give Seoul more than a B plus, and Seoul isn't happy about that. Yeah, like and I what I totally agree. Like what? Is, that's such a weird rule. Like I know because she acknowledges that it was not Seoul's fault, but then she's like, oh, but since it's late, it's like, but you just I acknowledged know. that it wasn't. I know <laughs> it's so weird. I don't know if it's intentional. Like I like to show that like yeah, she is a witch as she's called or like i i also thought if maybe it's showing like jong you know he's like it's completely my fault penalize me but she's like okay but she still doesn't penalize him she just believes him so i, I it's like maybe it's also showing just how he has everyone wrapped around his finger yeah yeah that's a good point or it's just yeah, showing uh, yeah. that everything sucks for soul which it does <laughs> yes uh after Jong stops himself short of asking her if she wants to go eat after they leave the office, he says, I suppose you wouldn't, and walks off. <laughs> okay, drama what king. A- yeah, exactly. It's, oh, what a... Uh, like, I like how uh, it's like, on the 50th time, he's like, yeah, maybe she doesn't want to eat with me. <laughs> but you, you know he does that on purpose. He's like, do you want to... I suppose you wouldn't. And just walks. It's like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, it we know be. what game you're playing. Maybe. We know exactly I don't know. what game you're playing. Is he that? Mm. Again, I don't know if he's just so awkward. That's like no, I, I do. That. He's that cunning. Okay, he, he, that boy is smart. He knows he smart. exactly what he's doing. But he's not socially smart. And he, I don't know. We could go so far into this, but this is such a small <laughs> example. I don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely could be on purpose. <laughs> or maybe he's just sad boy. Womp womp. Bora is trying to call Untek, but he's with a group of guys and they're voting on the girls <gasps> in their class. Yeah. 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 That wasn't. I can't believe Sol didn't no get bueno. any votes. What the heck? I know. She's gorgeous. <sighs> I mean, I know. The hair, but. The hair. <laughs> I mean, we if haven't... she styled it correctly, it, look, it could look really good. I think it could look okay. I still just don't think. No, well, this is like, because I feel like this is the elephant in the room we haven't talked about is her hair, <laughs> which is. Oh, yeah. She has red hair. Well, and that's my thing is like, I just, I don't see a world in which Soul, who's like living hand to mouth by her own admission, is like, I'm going to take the time to dye my hair. Yeah. 
Which you had the theory is that it, it was her natural hair, which could be true. Yeah. I assumed it was her natural hair color. I guess I was like, nobody could have that hair color. But you might be right. It's really, it's, honestly, it's not even the color. It's the bangs. It's all the bangs. Yeah. Anyway, so the boys are voting on the girls in their class, and Bora wins. Congratulations. Then Bora storms into the room. Ruh-roh. Oh, God, this scene was amazing. And Untek tries to erase the board. Bora then st- starts to beat up Untek as he shoves the pieces of paper into his mouth <laughs> that they voted on, and they run out of the room. Bora smacks him and says, only kids vote to pick the prettiest girl in their classes. She asks who came in first, and Untek says, you, of course. <laughs> she... <laughs> She asks about Sol. He says Sol came in last along with Minsu, which that seems harsh. Right? Also, like, lie at least. <laughs> Be like, yeah, Sol was second place. <laughs> yeah. Bora concludes that Sol needs to. Not to, to go on this other train, the hate train for Sol. Everybody's like, everyone comments on how ugly she dresses. I think she dresses so cute. <laughs> Me I'm too. Like, I love to have your closet, and it's always like it's drab and out of style. <laughs> like, me too. <laughs> like yeah, like her. It's like what would they say about she, me and my outfits to college? <laughs> exactly. Like all of us in our oversized T-shirts and mm-hmm. Nike shorts mm-hmm. and um, those. What were they called? Chicos. Oh, no. the chinos. Yeah, those things. I never had them, so I never knew what to call them. Me neither. (laughs) No. Well, I'm like, I was very much like, yeah, like, t-shirt, jeans, let's do this. Yeah. So, yeah, poor soul does not deserve the hate she gets. No, she does not. Also, she's got a great pair of legs. (laughs) 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 And now the part of the show where Lisa says weird things about women. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Borak concludes that Sol needs to go on a blind date, which was actually set up for Bora, but they'll send Sol instead. They meet up with her to tell her about the blind date, and Sol calls them crazy for setting her up during exam time. Jong and his gang run into them, and Jong exclusively says hi to Sol. This is for you, baby. I like how you call them a gang. They're the least gang. I didn't know people. what else to call them. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. His the struggle crew. again. Yeah. His hooligans. His h- hooligans. <laughs> His goons. Goons. Some of them are kind of goonish. Yeah. Juyang asks Jong to sit with her at the library because she saved them seats. But Jong says he'll try and find seats himself. Oof. And if he does, he'll save one for Seoul. Oof. Right? <laughs> Sol goes and studies in the room that Untek's club is in since it's empty. Juyang sees Sol on the balcony of the building later that night, just before the drunk homeless man grabs Juyang and asks her if she has any money. Juyang points out Sol and says if he goes there, then Sol will help him. Sol goes back inside to study, and she hears the homeless man break his bottle in the hallway. Ju Young runs to get Jung so she can earn brownie points from him and <laughs> tells him what's happening to Sol. 
He tells her not to worry because Sol will be fine. He gets in his car and after a moment points out that where they are is the exact opposite direction of the building Sol is in. She could have gone to the other building to get the security guard, but she went to him even though she couldn't get a hold of him. Mm. That doesn't sound right. Doesn't she agree? He then tells her to take responsibility for the trouble she caused, and he drives away. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to note, like, how he said, like, you know, it's okay. It'll be fine. Like, it's that that expression that he gets sometimes. Like, very, mm-hmm. he gets that, that cold, impassive sort of expression. Yep. And, yeah, it's... Lisa likes it. I do. I do! I really do! <laughs> I think it's so interesting. I strive to be it. No, but I do think there's like a, like, this is the first time where you're kind of like, oh shit, like, what is he doing? Because it seems like yeah. he's more preoccupied with punishing Juyan than helping Soul. And saving Soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, dang. Revenge plot yep. to the max. Sol tries to leave the building, but the homeless man catches her, and he still has the broken bottle in his hand. Sol tries to pull away, but he won't let go. Juyang walks back to the building, and two security guards run in. Inside, the homeless man swings the broken bottle around and ends up cutting Sol on the arm. The security guards catch up to them and take the homeless man away. The scene was help. crazy and terrifying. Yeah, yeah, because that's like a like a legit fear. Oh yeah, for sure. Ugh. We had a... Someone was murdered on our campus by a homeless man. Oh. Yeah, that's that's so scary. Ugh. The next day, Zhang sees Sol and asks what happened to her arm. Sol lies and says she was trying to open a can of tuna, and that's how she cut her arm. Which, how do you even do that that far up your arm? Yeah, in, the, in that place. It is... Allison's dad just cut his hand on a can and had to get eight stitches, so it is possible, but not there. I have cut my hand on a can. It was my pinky. I still Aww. have a scar from it. It bled Aww. a lot. Goodness. Yeah, cans are it dangerous. Was... Cans are dangerous. <laughs> I agree. I was very scared of opening cans after that. I bet. Yeah, if it was, if you actually got cut, I've only had like little, little slices, but also it's weird. Yeah. Why does she want to lie? So interesting. I know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's just soul kind of like not wanting to make big deals out of things. But I guess also because it's Jong, especially, she's probably like, I do not want your sympathy. I do not want you to try to take care of me. <laughs> yeah. He carries her books and grabs her hand and leads her away. He cleans her scratch and puts a bandage on it. Soul fights him the whole time, saying she can do it. He then asks why she puts up with so much because no one will acknowledge all the things she does for them. And he's saying this because he's worried about her. And when she's going through something, she shouldn't bottle it up, but she should tell him and he'll help her. (laughs) The irony. Yeah. The pot and the kettle, eh? Yeah. Next, Sangchol steals Jeyu's laptop and takes it over to Seoul so she can find the presentation they worked on so Sangchol can use it as a guide. She mm-hmm. asks why she has to find it while well, he's busy with graduation photos and walks off. 
So Sol opens the laptop to find the presentation, but she finds the receipts instead from when Sang Chol accused Sol of posting on the messenger board of Sang Chol taking money from the membership fee. Jayu sees that she's looking at it and snatches his laptop back. She tells him that she won't tell anyone, and Jayu just walks off. Then Sol sees Jung playing with a bug he found on a fake plant, which I saw it wasn't fake. The oh, plant was wasn't fake. No, because you can see at the bottom that it's like slightly yellowing and kind of oh, dying. Wow. So I think it was real. Maybe that's all part of the, the fake plan. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, a very funny scene, just like when your boy plays with an ant on a plant. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, look how cute he is. And I'm like, literally nothing has been more psychopathic than this. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, camera pans away and he just squishes the ant between his fingers. <laughs> no, and it was just like, what a weird scene. <laughs> yes. It's like, it's supposed to make him more, it's like, is it supposed to make you like him more? Because, no, it makes me think he's more psychotic than I already thought he was. It just makes me think the showrunner is psychotic, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it was like him like petting a cat or something but it's like look yeah. at this ant <laughs> yeah Ugh. he puts it back when she goes to talk to him and she gives him back his notes they stand there awkwardly for a few moments until Sol says shall I treat you to a meal that's not the song for this show that was the that one, yeah. <laughs> Parame Angele never goes away. No. John can't believe what he's hearing. Sol reminds him that she promised to treat him, and he's been helping her recently, and she thinks she misjudged him, so she wants to apologize. Zhang then whips out his phone and asks for a photo with her. He takes a photo with her while she's still talking, oh and he says she looks cute in it. And she tries <laughs> to take the phone from him to delete the photo. There's, like, no rational explanation for any of this. No. It's so bad. Poor soul. I know. Then we get a memory from the beginning of the semester party where Jayu is complaining about Sangchol, and Jong catches up to him. Jong asks if Jeyu is going to let Sangchol continue to treat him that way because just telling Sangchol to stop isn't enough. Jong pulls out a receipt from the party and asks Jeyu to give it to Sangchol. Jeyu asks why Jong is giving it to him. Jong says he could throw it away if he wants. Jeyu looks over the receipt when Jung walks away and he sees that Sangchol stole some of the money again and he's going to teach him a lesson. Clever, clever. Mm-hmm. Puppet master. Yep. Aeyong calls Sol and asks if they can go out for food since her class the next day has been canceled. She then asks about Jung and if Sol can set her up with him. Sol concludes that Jung is a pretty nice guy and agrees to set them up. The next day, Sol sees her friends and they basically kidnap her. Untek yeah. throws her over his shoulder and they run into a random classroom where Bora dresses her up and Untek stands guard. And sometimes he like looks through the glass and I'm like, boy, stop that. <laughs> 
Anyway, oh, so they go in there so she, that Bora can help her get ready for her blind date. She goes to class in a dress and heels and makeup and tries to hide behind her books when she walks into class. Uh. Jong tells her she looks nice. She then asks Jong if he's if he has free time that day because her blind date isn't until 6 p.m. She texts Aeyong to meet her at the cafeteria at 4.30. So Sol and Jong are at the cafeteria and Aeyong runs up to join them. Sol tells Jong that Aeyong hasn't eaten either, so she, so she's going to join them. And he's like, cool, of course. They sit and eat, and Sol brings up the fact that Aeyong doesn't have a boyfriend yet, and Jong is surprised because he imagines she'd be popular among guys. Sol jumps in and says, right, she has such great skin as well as a pretty face. So she's very popular among guys. And Sol just goes on and on about all the amazing qualities of Aeyong. And it's so blatantly obvious. Yeah. Oh, no. Aeyong tells her to stop because she's overdoing it. But Sol keeps going, saying Aeyong and Jong would make a cute couple. Oh. This was so painful The way to watch. his face just falls. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And Sol immediately regrets saying that. She gets up then and gets coffee for them. And when she comes back, she says she has to leave and take care of something. Aeyong tells Jong that Sol is going on a blind date. That's why she's dressed so prettily. And Jong doesn't look happy about that at all. Mm-mm-mm. Inho is interviewing at a restaurant, and he doesn't get the job <laughs> for very <laughs> obvious reasons. He grabs the manager's hand and demands for the job because he's renting a room even though he's broke and the restaurant is right in front of where he lives. So it must be a sign from the universe. Yeah, but the manager reasonable. gets up. Yeah, but the manager gets up and leaves. But Inno follows after him but stops when he sees Sol on her blind date. And it's not going well at all because the man is talking about sports that Sol has never tried. And he asks her... What have you actually done in life? Oh, my gosh. I know. He's such an asshole. Yeah, not been a jerk. That's one thing. Uh, yeah, exactly. She says she took piano lessons as a kid. So the guy says that she must know what's playing in the restaurant right now. Oh, my gosh. It's, he's such I think it's a also, like we all know this guy. <laughs> yes. He says it's the piano quartet by Franz Schubert. The mullet. <laughs> ah, the mullet. Who? Like, yeah, like, oh, why do you name piano music that? No. I Sold. think it's the fish, right? Yeah, later on. Um, well, I think that's why he's tells confused. Him it's called the trout. Right, because it's like, it's the trout, so he says a different fish, and it's the mullet fish. Is there a fish that's called the mullet fish? Yeah, I think it's one of those things what? where it's like, it's not, a mullet is not super common in English, but like whatever fish he names, that like, what a mullet in Korean is probably more common, if that makes sense. It does. <laughs> I don't think he's talking about I the hairstyle. <laughs> I assumed it was the hairstyle because no. I didn't know there was a fish. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's still a weird name for a song. Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay. Sol tells herself to be patient because this guy is Bora's acquaintance. 
even though he's he straight up tells her she's lived a boring life yeah no you don't need to be and patient honey you can go exactly off. and he can't really talk to her then don't we all know this guy and yes, it is just we do the um actually guy yeah the guy who's just like mm, well i've My had a better life and you're just boring yeah. it's just, inho steps in and says the guy is vain and full of himself and get he him. looks like a pervert get him get him inho Sol recognizes him, and he says, you treated me like a beggar, so I was curious about who you are, but you're nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd you meet this guy who looks like a loach? And I had to look up what a loach was, because I didn't know what it was. It is also a fish. There's a lot of fish talk in this scene. There's a lot of fish talk. (laughs) Inho asks if she wants him to teach the jerk a lesson, they start to argue, and Inho almost punches him, and but Sol stops him. Sol grabs her purse to leave, but the jerk tells her, you look like a total bumpkin. Sir, I will fight you. Yeah. Anyway, Inho grabs him, but Sol pushes him off and gets in the jerk's face and says that, yeah, she lived her boring and unsophisticated life, but so what? What does that have to do with him? Plus, he looks like a, a slimy... He looks slimy and scummy and his English pronunciation is terrible and he shouldn't speak in English anymore because she was embarrassed listening to him and she leaves. Nice. Go off. We love it when you finally, we finally go off. Yes. Inho calls her crazy, but like with this smile on his (laughs) face. you're crazy, girl. The jerk tries to follow her to teach Sol a lesson, but Inno stops him saying, if the jerk wants to show off, then he should do it properly. Firstly, what's playing in the restaurant is Schubert's quintet. It's Boom. the trout, Boom. not the mullet. Inho then finds that Sol left her phone when everybody leaves. Then it looks like Sol walks all the way home in those heels uphill. Like, Baby, just take them off. <laughs> to find Jung waiting for her outside of her door. Which, like, how did he find out where she lives? That's... Ooh. I think it talks about she, it later, but yeah, it is a little... Ooh. She asks him what he's doing there and if he had a good dinner. He doesn't answer, but stares really intensely at her. Ruh-roh. She asks if... Yeah. She asks if he spoke to Young. He tells her that he thought they'd become pretty close those days, but he guessed she only approached him with an agenda, and she's just like everyone else. What do you and think I, about the... Oh, sorry. It sounds like you're going to say. In parentheses, I just put, I wish you could see his facial, facial expressions. Yes. He's a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're throwing around the word psychopath too much, but yes. <laughs> Well, I am no, using it as an exaggeration. No, no, but. I agree. No, no, no. I totally agree. Because, yeah, it is. It's that same face that we were talking about before where it's like all the emotion drains out of it. And it's it, well, it's the face that he's never fixed on her, but he's fixed on everyone else. And so he's like, oh, you're one of them. And I'm going to I guess mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to hear your I understand where he's coming from. I think he's being a little bit dramatic, but I I would also be upset if someone did that to me. I agree. Yeah, I I do agree. Yes, but I mean, it I, also it's. It's this point where I'm just like, if if you just like communicated a little bit, this would all like be sorted out. But also make a good... 
like just saying like hey like what you did like leaving me like with a young like without discussing with me like what's going on like having that agenda sit being like that i didn't like that i didn't like when you did that like that sort of thing isn't that what he basically you know? says not in very clear terms <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough I mean, I do, yeah, he's being a little dramatic, and I think the irony is that yeah. he doesn't like being manipulated when all he does is manipulate other people, but yes. at the same time, I do, it's so interesting to me that Soul, yeah, doesn't catch up on to why that, that's, like, not an okay thing to do, to just, like, set someone up without their knowledge. <laughs> yes, I, I do agree, yes, I was on Jung's side when that happened, like, yeah, it's like, if you're gonna, like, set a friend up with somebody else like you need to tell them yeah not be like this hey whole, like, like oh my, my friend, gosh like, you're here yeah oh wow i have to leave well you two look really cute have fun like yeah that's a little yeah a little rude. yeah but then also yeah him just like being totally but i think this i think this is the first kind of peek into them being and i mean i think jong even says it is like i thought you were like me like you were saying earlier and so this is kind of the peek mm-hmm. into like well and what's interesting is she kind of acted like i don't because i don't think I would ever think to do that. I would never, if I were going to set someone up, I'd be like, hey, you want to go, you know, like you want to go on this date. But it's interesting that Soul doesn't, like her first instinct is, okay, well, I'll just pretend like you just showed up. That'll be like, you know, like that kind of manipulation is very young. Yeah. So it's just interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. And this is one of the times where like I agree with like John, like his I feel like he, his feelings are very valid here where it's just like everybody tries to use me because I have influence and I have money and all that stuff. And I thought you were like one, like one of the few people who, when you looked at me, you didn't look to me for those things. Right. Yeah. You were honest with me. And I think you liked that she was honest. Like, no, I don't care to spend time with you. I don't like you. Yeah. So... Well, I guess also, oh, like, yeah. in her def- – I think part of the reason he's mad is because he likes her. And so I guess in that yes. s- sense, yeah, communicate better, dog. Be like, hey, yeah. I like you. Yeah. So I think if there had been – it's like, have a fight, like, but discuss it. But okay, instead, yeah, yeah. For he that, just walks yeah. away. Well, I think it's so it's so funny. He's just – like, he has to tell her, like – yeah. He, he – I, I think this goes back to what you're saying. He likes that moment of – like, he almost likes the pain of betrayal, or mm-hmm. he likes the machinations, and so he has to go up to her and be like, I don't like what you did. You're, like, you betrayed me. Like, he, rather, yeah. he needs that. Mm-hmm. He's a complicated boy. Yeah. He continues saying, it's so hard to eat one meal with her, and he leaves, which I was Aww. curious to what that meant. Well, I think it's because he's asked... Like a thousand times, hey, can I eat with you? Hey, can I eat with you? And she's like, no. And then the one time she offers, and he's probably so excited, it was just to set him up with someone else. Yeah. See, I I like that we're discussing this because you very much humanize him. And I think (laughs) I need that. Because I'm I'm always, I always just expect the worst from him because he kind of always gives the worst to everybody except soul for the most part no for sure i mean and i think your interpretation is not invalid either (laughs) yeah so 
but I, I do think because I I guess I don't want to I mean I don't want to make myself sound like a psychopath or like I'm not like as like I don't I want to act like I'm some kind of manipulative genius or anything but I do Just feel like say it. A lo- no I think a lot of his motivate like I I weirdly relate to a lot of what he does and like the more immature things he does like the like that kind of thing of like needing to tell someone and then like you are you betrayed me and then just like totally isolating themselves like he does the next episode like I'm like that is so me that is so relatable like it's really weird like I relate to him on a weird level (laughs) watching your face again because like I'm I'm trying to think about it and you know because there is that it does it sometimes it, it does feel nice to like if somebody has wronged you just to go up to them and be like you betrayed me like you betrayed my my trust and my you know my you like you betrayed because you, you knew that like I wanted to have a meal with you and you manipulated me and it, again the irony of that whole thing is like he hates when people do it to him right. but he has he could de- I could definitely no see inhibitions doing about doing it to other yeah, people yeah else. and I mean to your point the mature adult thing to do would be like you said call them up you know go see them or whatever and be like hey I didn't like that you did that and then oh sorry you know like that's definitely rather than just come out claws out like you betrayed me you're just like everyone else like that is hella dramatic 100 percent. but yeah, yeah I definitely think it's a peek into his psyche his like I think there, there's a part of him that is like super dramatic and super like me against the world and I'm my own thing and well I think that, that's his thing is he feels he he self isolates himself and he thinks he's different than everybody else and he thinks he's better than everybody else and he's like oh so you're with me but no so you're not better than everyone else you're just like everyone like it's it is like a sort of I guess it is kind of psychopathic it's definitely um I don't know what you'd call it but self-aggrandizing <laughs> definitely not healthy <laughs> yeah no. but i understand it i could definitely see myself doing something like that yeah i guess my first instinct is to because i'm always like you people just need to talk to each other but also it's like i in actuality it's like i wouldn't do that like i also i'm slightly impressed that he even confronts her about it because I would be like soul and like not confront anybody about nothing. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I mean you make a good. I mean, and yeah, I think watching something from the outside, it's so easy to be like, well, if you just said this, but yeah, and I don't think it's it's that out there to think that someone would react that dramatically, you know? Yeah, and actually, like. It, it does seem very dramatic just seeing it from, like, Soul's perspective. But, like, once you get on oh, later sure. in the show and then, like, look back, you're like, that's actually a very rational thing for him to feel and to, like, react to. But I feel like without context, I definitely feel like Soul and, like, the audience is like, what the heck, dude? No, I totally agree. Well, I think it's, like, it comes down to, I think his feelings are rational validated. It's his actions that take it too far yes exactly i'm like waiting outside her door <laughs> yes it's like, that yeah that's a very dramatic boy 100 percent. yes all right 
jump over to Inho complaining about Soul's phone being old so he won't make money by selling it. Oh, such a good boy. (laughs) So he needs to give it back to her and he'll force her to buy him a meal. Poor Soul's just really just... (laughs) So many people want a meal with this gal. (laughs) I know. He goes through her phone and finds out that she knows Jung because he finds the picture they took together. And he assumes they're dating, and he calls Jung. Doesn't he make some comment like, why does she look like that or something? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Poor soul. (laughs) So he calls Jung, and I, upon watching this, like, for the first time, I was surprised he answered after he was so angry with her. Right? Because, you know, with Inha, he didn't answer her phone calls. You make a really good point, actually. Yeah. And Jung rec- recognizes Inho's voice right away. And I thought it was really funny when Inho was like, should I be flattered? <laughs> <laughs> um, No. No. <laughs> they meet up and they haven't seen each other in years. And we learn they're not close. Jung tells him to give him Sol's phone, but Inho wants to know how Jung knows her. Jong says it's none of Inho's business. Inho speculates that Sol doesn't know what kind of jerk Jong is. Jong tells Inho to stay away from the people around him. Inho says, what will you do if I don't? Will, will he do something like he did in the past? Jong asks if he's still going on about that. He thought Inho would have come to his senses by now, but he hasn't changed. Inho counters with, you're the one who hasn't changed a bit, which great comeback. <laughs> this is so much like male posturing. But, yeah. But it is, it's our first sense that these two have beef. They have a really troubled history. So like what happened there? Why do they hate each other so much? And why do they each think the other is the worst? Yes. Does Jong really not feel any guilt over ruining someone's life? We get a small flashback of Inho getting beaten up during their high school days or the equivalent to high school i think a bat coming down on his hand and jong watching without helping him jong asks inho why he should feel guilty he then tells inho to listen carefully when he joins his father's company he's going to cut off all support related to inho he'd been letting him live the way he has out of pity and he won't allow it anymore and for Inno to tell his sister as well. There's only a couple years left, so they need to figure their lives out before then. Zhang turns, and before he leaves, he tells Inho not to do anything stupid and to just return Sol's phone to her. We get another flashback of Inho, Inha, and Zhang all around sparklers and smiling and being happy. Aww. And it was a sweet memory. Yeah. Inho sighs and says, what did I even expect? And that is the end of episode two. Woohoo! Things are Woo-hoo. ramping up. A lot of yeah. conflict happening. Uh, basically, these two episodes is basically just like ramping up how, you know, what's basically going to go down in the next few episodes. I think these are very strong opening episodes. I agree. You know, it. It doesn't give you too much all at once. It keeps you wanting to watch more, which uh, it's so good. Yeah, I feel like the show does have a very good pace. Yes. And it's it's all just so 
complicated, but like not confusing. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, it's basically, it's just like, there's definitely questions, but you're not confused as to like where it's going. It's like, oh, they have beef okay like why do they have beef like that whole thing it's it's a very good like launching off point these two episodes of like here's all these questions now i'm ready to like lay it all out and like explore all of these avenues so yeah yeah. and i think it's really good at like setting up those relationships and i like how it does it pretty much all within the context of soul Mm -hmm. and so it's like yeah we don't understand perfectly about like, I, I like that, like, we are just as confused about Jong as Sol is. Like, yes. It's like, okay, well, we've seen these things he's done, and we've even seen some more things that he's done that she hasn't, but it's like, it's so unclear still at this point, what is his motivation? Why does he feel this way? Is he ultimately, is he manipulating them, or is he really feel that way? It's like, it's very, I like that we're kind of going through it at the same time as her. Yes. And that's the interesting part, I, I think, yeah. is like, why, yeah. what is happening with these people? Nobody is just yeah. as they seem. Yeah, I also like that we're seeing it through mostly through Soul's perspective because I feel like she's a pretty reliable narrator. Yeah, I agree. And I like because this just made me think, wasn't, didn't this episode have that scene where Song Chol is calling his mom and he was like eating the tuna, but he was telling her he was eating sushi? Yeah. I thought because like I really liked that scene because. It goes back to the characters make this show, and I think the complex characters, because that was a moment where it's like we've talked about, like, Song Tool's kind of the worst and super selfish guy. But in that moment, you kind of see, like, another side to him. Like, okay, he's struggling too. Like, sure, he's a jerk, and he's conning people out of money and getting out of things, but, well, he's struggling to survive too. And, you know, he's trying to not show his weakness to anyone, even his mom, you know, and stuff like that. And so... I feel like everyone, sure, that doesn't really change my ultimate opinion about him, but I think it's, well, but I think it's a really good characterization because I think the same way that we were criticizing you, John, which I do think she is kind of one-dimensional, I do think there are plenty of characters like Song Chol where you do see there are many dimensions. Yeah. Like there's, there is a sympathetic part of him. Does yeah. it weigh out the others? Probably not, but <laughs> there's, it's there. I, I don't know. Upon seeing that scene, it didn't really, it, it felt like it wasn't enough to get me to sympathize with him or to be like, oh, yeah, you're like a complex character. I was just kind of like, Mruh. I think later down on down the line, whenever he has his like, spoilers. Stop bringing stuff up, you know? <laughs> Sorry. But I feel like later on when he, he has this discussion with Soul, that's when I was like, you know what? You're right. Like everybody is this complex character and, you know, has all this stuff going on. And that's whenever I was on, I wasn't on his side, but I was like, Sancho, I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah. I didn't even like think about what you could potentially be going through. Just gonna have to and, put that out again. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't spoil anything. Well, we, I feel like we can't reference things that haven't happened yet. <laughs> anyway, but I don't know. That, I don't know. That scene, like, I guess the, the tuna scene, it hit me surprisingly hard. Um, yeah, I'm surprised. I don't think it... Well, I guess it's like... I think that's the thing you have to take with this show, is, like, you can't just... 
or I think it, it's detrimental to look at it as one of the other people are good or bad people are mo- like have a, a worthwhile motivation or not or like people are sympathetic or not like and that's why I think sure like these little splatterings of uh, insight into their psyche I think it's very helpful and I think speaks to the ultimate message yeah no I agree definitely yes thanks so much for listening follow us on twitter at dramatized pod if you care to and we will be back next time with episodes three and four of cheese in the trap Mm -hmm. until then don't get traumatized by the dramatized